get to speak with the amazing Bianca Moreras once again. It is always a wonderful and fruitful conversation. We speak about the importance of networking and how that translates into perspective. She leaves us with amazing insight. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say. Listen in for more. Welcome, Bianca, to the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. I'm so happy you're actually our first official returning guest. Um, so you've been, yeah, I know. So it feels special. You were my first guest actually on the first season and then one of the first guests on the second season. And now you're my last guest on this season. So it feels special because you're very special to me anyway. Um, as everybody should know by now, we did, we do have a personal relationship. We're really close colleagues and we run in the same circles. So um, this is what triggered this podcast in, in particular, because we were in the same virtual room and this uh, topic about networking and the perspective and how that's created came up and I felt that that was very appropriate to have on the podcast because I feel that what you bring to the table when it comes to networking and the perception of that like how you view it I think it's very um, simple and practical for anyone to understand not only for our legal professionals out there but for anyone that's trying to either grow themselves grow their business Um, However, that looks like to them, fill in the blank, like I always say, I feel like networking is the key to growing anything that you'd like. Um, Reaching out to people, asking for help is always a big thing for um, people in general. And I think it's a very difficult thing to do as well. So Bianca, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, Etta Rosa is marvelous to be here. It's always good to see you. And yes, we do travel in the same circles. Isn't it ironic that that circle is now called Z-O-O-M? Yeah. (laughs) And so we're here, we're Zooming, we're doing a Zoominar, we're doing a Zoom podcast. And you know, when the pandemic first came, I am a networking extraordinaire. I am everywhere all the time. Yes. So I thought, oh my gosh, my legs have just been cut out from me. I'm no longer a four-legged stool. I'm a three-legged stool. How do I stay planted? So the first thing I want to talk about, you know, to get people excited is when you're on that podcast or, or you have an audience or you're doing a LinkedIn or a Facebook or, you know, any of the streaming, yard streaming, you'll see people's names come up. You'll see their full name. If you're looking right now at our screen, our full name is here. That is so important. Don't put your quirky, you know, nickname or just your business name. Put your name. Why, you ask? LinkedIn. While you're on that program, write down the names of the people. Or while you're on there, start looking up to the side. You could even look up LinkedIn and see if they're on there. So what do you do at that point? I love writing a little script. I just saw you today on this wonderful, you know, Zoom room. You look fascinating. I love your energy. Uh, Would you accept my invitation? I will tell you, Etta, in 2020, in less than 11 months, I grew my LinkedIn network by over 1,200 people. I went back to look. And I cannot believe it. And they're all first generation. Mm. That is amazing, right? Because I reached out to them. I didn't go through somebody else. But then 
I started looking at their profiles once they became my cohort. And guess what? I kept hooking up, hooking up because I saw people I knew. So we don't realize how small the world really is. And what did that cost me? Absolutely nothing. Out of that group over thousands, I actually met with about 400 people once everything opened up. Again, you're saying to yourself, how did you do that? You know what? There's 365 days. (laughs) If you meet someone every single day for coffee or lunch or dinner, Honey, that's a thousand people in a year. That's true. Because I work weekends. I don't know about you, but I work weekends. We're never off, right? Didn't we just have that discussion? (laughs) We are. When you're passionate about helping people, you're never off. You always are looking for solutions, simple solutions for complex issues, which is my tag all the time. And and people will say to you, oh my God, your brain doesn't stop. Why? Because passionate about elevating others. And that's part of networking. That is true. And, and, and to your point, I'm going to give a perfect example. I was, and I believe I probably did this earlier in the podcast, but I was at a birthday party, my nephew's birthday party. It was a house party. Um, So there was other people there, obviously that I didn't know because my nephew invited his friends and some of his friends' parents came and this and that, you know, he's a teenager. So it's a little awkward now, but um, I was just saying, hi, my name is Etta, you know, this and that. And through conversations, this particular couple, which were very close friends to my actual sister, were very intrigued at my paralegal services and my company. And at the end of the night, I was just telling them what I did and why I do it. And just, I guess my passion just went right through the conversation and they're like, well, we're both attorneys. And I was like, what small world. Right. But so I just posted about this the other day on LinkedIn about how bragging is promoting, right? The way you um, brag about yourself, the of your achievements, you speak about what you do and, and you bring that passion out through conversations. It can be at a social outing. It can be anywhere. Like you were saying um, at our previous engagement, you talked about a, a moment where you were at a grocery store and you were speaking to the cashier and that triggered a different conversation. So understanding that promoting yourself and really being proud of what you do, how you do it, how you deliver it, whether you are a full-time employee, whether you're a business entrepreneur, it doesn't matter where you're at um, and what stage you are in your career. Knowing that speaking about what you do with such passion and such dedication can lead to other opportunities that may be um, could have come. I'm not going to say that they would never, you know, come, but just gives you more opportunity to connect with people because networking for me anyway, is all about the connection and the long lasting connection. And I know you have a lot to say about that. So, (laughs) oh gosh, yes. Okay. So you brought up a lot of different topics there. And one thing, you know, for people getting started, even if you're in business 10 years, some people never market. Some people are influential enough, or they have business coming in, that's just enough. Well, then one day just enough becomes not enough. Because if you're not networking, you're not working. And that is a rule of thumb. So what I always tell the beginners or the, the, you know, the novelist, make a list, your wedding list. When you got married, those hundred or 
400, I don't know how many people came to the wedding because I know you're very popular. Um, when you made that list, those people were good enough to come see you get married. Why can't you take that list out and reach out to those people today and tell them about your business? Hey, and, and I love this line. I always say, tell them, hey, it's been a long time. Don't worry. I don't need any money. I want to <laughs> let you know what it is I'm doing nowadays, just okay. in case, and to pass the word on. Do you know that you will end up for every hundred people, you will literally get at least one new client. I will challenge anybody to do that. So there could be more, you know, the average is five out of a hundred. Mm -hmm. What would you do with five new clients? And they're people, you know, they're people that ate your food and drank your booze at the wedding. So doing that and also going back into your alumni, you know, who did you graduate with? Who was in your sorority? All these people, you had a connection at one time. Although the thread might be a little worn, guess what? You can reinforce it by just saying hello. Absolutely. You agree? Absolutely. I agree. I did that. That's how I started my business. Um, I went, you know, I got out of my nine to five and I said, I don't want to go back to a nine to five. I'm done with this. I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own, you know, create my own world and make a difference on my way, on my terms. And I literally got my first client because I submitted my, res what was my resume at that time. Now I eventually converted it into a CV, but, um, what was my resume? And they knew one of my prior employees. They reached out to them and said, hey, you know, Etta's applying for this position. What do you say about her? And they had nothing but good things to say. So understanding another thing that I always say is not burning the bridge, being the bridge is important, regardless of how you were treated, regardless of anything like that, either leave with grace, whether it was your decision or not leave with grace. Uh, trust me, I've been fired a lot, you know, plenty of times, guys. Don't think that I'm like the perfect paralegal. There's no such thing. So I, I've been fired. I've been laid off. You name it. Um, <laughs> been there, done that. I understand that feeling and, you know, that feeling of disappointment, really. But understand that you can leave with grace. You don't have to be that turmoil. You can leave with respect, be polite, be pumped, and just leave. And that in and of itself will, will show character, you know, um, reputation is, what is it? Reputation is what other people think of you, character is who you are. So understanding that concept for me anyway, was crucial and in building what now is the Eda Rosa LLC brand. So awesome. Congratulations to you. I, you know, the bridge that, you know, I love to um, put a vision in people's minds and the bridge is a perfect vision and in all things you never burn your bridges never you know um and leading with grace that's very important i wanted to you know as a business development coach and consultant getting people out of their comfort zone is the hardest thing to do so don't think about what can happen to you because guess what if i see you on the street and i say hello to you Nothing is going to happen to me. I'm not going to have a heart attack. I'm not going to die. I, you know, nothing. I'm not going to bleed to death. So why not say good morning? I say good morning to everyone. I want to share a funny story that you don't know um, that you haven't heard in our circles, but it's very hilarious. I um, 
help with a networking group at the Tower Club, which is on the 28th floor of a building in Fort Lauderdale. And I go and set up this program at 6.30 in the morning. So I look magnificent at 6.30 in the morning. I'm ready to rock and roll. There I go. Well, this one day, as I get on the second floor elevator from the garage, when the doors open, there's five gentlemen in the elevator, all in suits, all awesome. I go in and I, when the doors close, I stay facing them and I go, oh my gosh, today is my lucky day. They I love it. Backed into the wall as far as they can go because I scared the bejeebers out of them. And then I started a conversation. I love your socks. I love your suit. Oh, is that gingham? Is that what, you know, bow tie? Love it. And I talked to each of them and they were just saying, thank you. They were scared of me. Well, guess what? We all got off on the same floor and guess where they were going? To my events. They were all guests at the event and they were like, oh my gosh, here you are again. And it was hilarious because I, I built synergy and they already knew somebody. And that's what I said to them. Hey guys, at least, you know, one, that's me. And it was wonderful. And I was introducing them to everybody because now I've given them name tags, et cetera. So I made some relationships with those, I'm going to call them suits. And they were hilarious and they were definitely afraid of me. Can you imagine little old me? But that's something I do. When I go into an elevator, I don't face the doors. I face the people. That's a brave, bold move. But I can't tell you with a big smile on my face, it opens the door and the gate to all types of conversation, especially if you're very attractive. I'm not saying I'm not attractive, but it's the way people perceive Yes. as you know. And even if you're not attractive, they're amazed by your bold, brassy, you know, volume, because you're filling that space. It's so funny, because I'm the same way. And this literally happened to me on Sunday, by the way. So this was super recent. I was having um, every month I have a brunch with my best friend. And so we're having our brunch and we're enjoying ourselves at this beautiful restaurant. And all of a sudden we get out, but the restaurant is um, dog friendly. So you can have your actual dogs, regardless if they're service dogs or not outside. So I saw this beautiful Rottweiler, purebred, which normally people would be terrified of, right? Because they're the scary dog. And, but I saw like its character and it's so calm and they, you know, they have that little string around his, um, you know, his jaw or whatever. But I, you know, the guy immediately said he's friendly. So I was like, okay, great. I'm a dog person. I love my dog. Everybody knows that my favorite child is my dog. So I get there, I do my little hand and I'm talking, you know, I'm like talking, oh, what's his name? You know, oh my God, he's so adorable. You know, you can tell he was young. He was a puppy. And I'm like playing with him. And even the owners were surprised that this, this girl just walks up to this Rottweiler, you know, and then my best friend's looking at me like, okay, what are you doing? These are strangers. We started talking. We had a full on conversation. They ended up being business people. And I'm like, hey, great. You know, I have a lot of people here. Here's my business card. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure we can get together and gather around. Understanding that any connection is a great connection, right? Because it can lead. I, it literally, I was like to my best friend, I was like, I know that was a little much. And she goes, that's just you. That's who you are. You, that's your personality. I wouldn't have continued to speak to them personally, but you did. <laughs> 
and then all over this beautiful lavish dog i love dogs so understanding that any little thing like you said it could be the elevator it could be a dog it could be any you know walking i walk my dog every day and like you i say good morning to everybody either they hear me or not because most of them are plugged in um but you know i know all my neighbors and their kids and i've seen them grow and i've watched them you know become their own and and everybody's like you know, Americans are so narrow minded. And I was like, which ones? <laughs> like, I haven't met those. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably searching in the wrong place. They're probably narrow minded because that's how you're perceiving yourself. And I think that leads us to the perception portion of our discussion, um, how people perceive you, how, how automatically we, we may carry unconscious biases, right? Um, perfect example that I was reading and that was introduced to me through a DEI um, presentation was, hey, you know, there's this, um, there's a son and there's his father, they're in a car accident, super popular example in the DEI community. Um, and the father passes away dead on scene, but the son gets, you know, carried to the emergency room, the surgeon walks in and says, oh my goodness, that's my son. Everybody's like, how is this possible? And it's so fun. Well, it's not funny, but it's very um, popular view that people say, oh, it's a stepfather or it's, you know, whatever. They, they think about all these different types of scenarios and they never say it could be the mother, right? Like that's the last thing that comes into their mind, the fact that they're the mother. Um, and so we all carry these unconscious bias, right? That's why literally in the name, <laughs> unconscious. So understanding that perception to other people and how we perceive other people unconsciously as well can affect our interactions. And I know you have a lot to say about that. So go ahead for it. Oh gosh. Okay. So the first thing is perception is your own. You own it. Yeah. And, you know, people, um, you know, they inflect, inflict perception on others. That's really where the problem comes in. Because if you know who you are, you know how you perceive things, you should not be persuaded in any way, shape, or form to perceive, perceive something other than your own perception. When you don't give people opportunity to speak with you and for you to listen, you will never have a clear understanding of anyone or anything. So what I'd like to hopefully... Um, leave people with is know who you are and do not throw a perception into, into the mix. Know who you are, know what you want and know what you want to achieve. If you are perceived as a very intelligent person and then later someone finds out you never even went to college, why would their perception change when they already evaluated you as a very intelligent person. Just something there as an example. Like or that. if you come in dressed in pomp and circumstance, but you really don't have two nickels to rub together. Again, perception, right? So never only know yourself. Do not try to um, put an evaluation or throw that perception into the mix when you're meeting people. Be that blank page, be that open book. Let them write their script for you on that blank page. And by doing that, number one, there'll be less war for sure, right? There would be more engagement because we're meeting people where they are. 
And that is what a good person, a kind person, and a fabulous networker does. Because they're not drawing those conclusions. Um, you know, if I drew a six on the floor and I'm standing at the top of it and you're standing at the bottom of it, what are you going to see, Ada? A nine. A nine. My favorite nine. number, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to see a nine. I'm seeing a six. We have an argument. But if we get on the same side, yeah. the same page, yeah. we're seeing the same thing. So, you know, clouding, you know, we see a heavy set person. Oh, they don't know how to take care of themselves. Oh, maybe they have an illness, right? We see a really skinny person. Oh, I hate them. Look how skinny they are. They have an eating disorder. We should never judge anyone. And perception is a nice word for judgment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Harsh. And in the legal field, the word judgment is the most misspelled world, word there is. I know. <laughs> so again, judgment misspelled, right? Bad thought process, you know? And so leaving perception out of the picture is really, really important. However, your presence is important. And I rather focus on that. How you feel is, it, it depends on how you look. If you're all schleppy and you're in your workout clothes and you're rushing to get your kids at school because you're late and someone says, hey, Anna, how are you doing? And you're like, great, um, can we talk later? And you're like rushing. And that person's like, what did I do that they didn't want to talk to me? They have no idea what's in your mind, yes? Right. So it's important to then later call that person and say, not just, you know, slough it off. And it's really important to engage in a way where you become a good listener. The most successful networkers are excellent listeners because everybody likes to talk about themselves, everyone. So let them talk about themselves. There's plenty of time, but when they say something that is really interesting that you know you can add value to, hold on to that thought. How do you do that? Because right there, you're trying to listen to them. Put a word in your head, like a bullet point, and just be able to then address it after they finish speaking. Because I learned a long time ago from a fabulous mentor, interrupting people is like eating their words are you hungry? Like, don't eat their words. Wait until they finish making their statement so that you're able to address what it is that they're speaking about. And yeah, you're going to formulate thoughts and processes in your head, but don't get so caught up in them that you didn't hear what the person said. And you may, they may have already addressed it. And now you're talking about it and you look pretty foolish. That happens to me all the time with presentations. I always say, leave your questions till the end. I'm most likely going to answer them, <laughs> you know? And, and that goes to your point, not in, and I'm working on that. I'm horrible because like you said, I'm very reactive. I'm very excited. And I like to just jump in, you know, all guns blazing. I'm a bold, raw person. And that just translates through every aspect of my life. So having my best friend being like a therapist, super quiet, very intimate, very this, I'm used to being, you know, the conversation goer and just running the conversation and actually analyzing that on a quick moment right now, all my close friends are very much that same personality. <laughs>
<laughs> I may need more bold people in my life. Um, I'm just saying, uh, and just had that little aha moment there, but I'm very much like that. I'm very much like, Oh my God, that was great. And I just start like running with it. So I have been practicing that, especially with zoom. It has helped me out a lot because I write it down so that I don't forget. And then I'll wait until there's a pause moment until like, I can see that it's ending and then obviously being a podcast host, you have to, right? You have to listen and respond. So little triggers, I know if maybe it's not within you, because trust me, personal experience here, little triggers can help you pause. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Let me write that down. Oh, let me just hold that moment um, because they're really passionate and they're really, really wanting to give me that information. And it's also, I think to your point, very conversational, kind of like what we're having now. It's a very... Um, open conversation where we even if you do not agree with that person right because again if you're being reactive in an anger um manner or you're being uh maybe you're confused or at some point um maybe even uh i guess disrespected right you felt disrespected of something they said um, we can react to those certain conversations, which perfect example, I was at a store and we were in line to pay and it was a very long line. So we were there for a little bit. Um, and I'm with my children and my husband went to go get something and he was coming back and I'm having this wonderful conversation with this mother and daughter. Uh, her daughter was like uh, probably around my age. And we're just having this great conversation. And all of a sudden she goes, wait, those are your kids? Like out of nowhere, we're just having this great. And then my daughter just goes, mommy, and starts asking me something. And she goes, wait, those are your kids? I thought you were the babysitter, the nanny, or, or some random comment that was one, like, okay, where did that come from? We're having a great conversation, right? Um, and so I could have taken that as like being rude or, or whatever, right? X, Y, and Z. Um, but I didn't, I was like, yeah, I was like, right. You know, I was like, well, thank you. You think I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm the babysitter. I'm good for that. I'm good. I'll take it. I will take that. <laughs> but you know, sometimes that translates a little differently when I'm wearing my business hat and I'm in a room filled with other, you know, business entrepreneurs or law firms in particular, which are my clients. So you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Don't take it personal. It's kind of what I'm trying to wrap it up with. Um, a great business consultant that I met early on said, you can be a peach, but not everybody loves peaches. So understanding that maybe your personality may be too much for some people, um, or it may be off-putting, or they may love it. Uh, that's why there's different types of people in this world. That's what makes us human. That's what makes businesses thrive, because there's, there's a cup of tea for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Enough to share. Mm -hmm. So to your point, listening is the most important thing because if you have, I have a, a great discernment, I can figure out people like in snap and, you know, it's a blessing for me. You know, if I'm speaking, if I'm listening to someone that is speaking very analytical, I already know what I'm dealing with. If I have someone very flowery, I already know what I'm dealing with. And so I'll put on my analytical hat and address that person in that way. And then I become the flavor of the month. Okay. <laughs> I become the, and you're like, Hello. <laughs> yes, I become the sparkly thing in the room. That's why listening is so um, intense because we don't do it intentionally. 
And if you listen intentionally, you will build your business exponentially. That's my saying. Okay. You could take that one. Cause I know you like sayings. I love saying um, it. <laughs> it's really important to focus on that, but I do want to cover one thing. So we don't miss it. The biggest reason why people don't network properly is because they forget people's names. Ooh. So I want to give everybody a trick Ooh. for remembering names. And the way you do that, Etta, is when you're having your conversation, you make sure you repeat their name at least five or six times because That's Etta, cool. everyone loves their name. Everyone loves to hear the sound of their name. Now, if you can't pronounce their last name, you know, Etta Rose, Rosa, you need to not say their last name. Keep saying their first name. Also, I think of you when I first met you, I use the tactic that I use to remember names. So even though your name is not Eve, it's so close to Eve that I said, oh, she's like the first woman on this earth, Eve, but she is a head of herself. Crazy. But <laughs> when I meet a Jack, I think of Jack Benny and I'll actually fold my arms while I'm talking to them. So I remember um, those are little hints. But Etta, if you say the name at least five to six times, number one, they're so excited. You cannot forget their name. I'm sorry. By saying it over and over again, you will not forget their name. And it's really, really important. And that I was taught, believe it or not, when I was 15 years old by my English teacher, who remembers everyone's name. And guess what? He is 80, oh gosh, 83 years old. And we're still friends. He lives here in Florida now from Brooklyn, New York. Get so it. Can imagine? And that's one thing that he taught me that I will never forget. He's a master at it. He's a master. I love it. I love so that's it. Actually, very important. Go ahead. No, that's very important. The name part of it, because now as you're maybe in a convention, and I know you do go to a lot of groups like that, especially now that things are opening up, they're not going to always have their badge. So try to associate something else. If they have a bear, a beard and their name is Sam, Sam, Santa Claus, right? Just things that, you know, have the same letters, the same association. So that later at a cocktail party, when they don't have their name on and you want to hit on that person for business, because you said, oh my gosh, they said this, 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 I can work with them. Now you have the inroad because they're going to be like, wow, I can't believe you remember my name. Yes. Because most people don't. This is true. I also ask for business cards. So you can have them later on um, to remember their names, their spelling, right? Because I'm a big stickler on that one. And um, what they do. Right. Because when you're networking, it's not only I always say network within your industry and out of your industry, because it, it will come back tenfold. It doesn't every connection is a good connection. That's like my thing. Um, I always go to network events for the podcast. Nothing to do with what I actually do, even though I am a podcast host. But these other podcasts are more, you know, about books and, you know, they all have these different types of podcasts. But running in those circles, they may know somebody that may be a potential client for me. Hey, you know, I met this amazing girl at the podcast and she does this type of, you know, consulting or this type of coaching and this and that. And she offers this and blah, blah. 
make an impression, right? Make a good one. <laughs> make a good impression. Exactly. <laughs> make a good impression. To, to what you just said about business cards. I, uh, two things. One, keep your business cards in your right pocket and collect business cards in your left pocket. Always wear a suit jacket because then you have that, you know, availability ends or wear pants with pockets, something like that. The other thing is, as soon as you leave that person's presence, write something memorable on their business card. I like to write something personal, like you love dogs. So right away, that's a great conversation. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm a dog lover. You see that service dog over there? She's so beautiful. Oh my God, I have three, you know, Rottweilers. Yes. And I would write that down. They have three Rottweilers or they have two children, same age as mine. Um, they love the color blue, whatever the issue is, because once you could put something personal into it, they realize you actually listen to them and it spurs the next conversation without going directly to business. I never like to go directly to business. I am always gathering what I call the seeds, planting them on good soil and then watering them. Absolutely. And, Those and automated messages, and I'm sure you get thousands of them through LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever uh, social media, but mostly in LinkedIn. It's like, did you even look at my profile? Like sometimes I'm just like, what is this? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and those, like, it's just automatic. No personal, no like, oh, I love that you have, you know, children and that you're running a podcast and that you're doing this. Like that's how I network. I go in there. I go into your profile. I research. I go into your website. See what you're up to. Did you write a book? Because I love authors. I love authors. I love how they speak because authors always have this amazing, even though I'm not like that. I'm, I'm a recent author, guys. I'm a recent one. But, um, uh, you know, they just have this intellectual, you know, mind that I just love to tap into. That's why uh, a previous guest of mine on the podcast, we've been able to collaborate so much because we're so like-minded and she's an author and she just has that awesome brain that I love to pick at and, and just have those um, intentional conversations. But that's literally how we met. Like I literally went on her profile and said, this is not, I mean, I can hang out with her. We can have a cup of coffee. Like this is my jam right now. Um, same with you. You know, we met through our similar circles and we ended up growing our relationship through other circles as well. So, you know, may, I'm all about keeping the connection as well, whether or not you can be a potential client or you can be a, a resource or a referral source or, or whatever it is. Um, I love keeping real connections and having those you know, eventually we may become friends, who knows, but understanding that true connections are reliable, um, great referral and references, like they can truly vouch for you when you need it. Um, prior, prior clients of mine that I've worked with before always send me business. So understanding that, you know, making those connections can come back to you tenfold and making those intentional, I think, and just being yourself instead of being just like the sales pitcher, you know, like you don't need a sales pitch, just you are the sales pitch, be yourself, be confident, be personable, be personal, right? Like you said, get something personal in there and create that narrative, create that unique um, connection. And that will make you stand out, right? Because they're receiving thousands of, of inquiries and, you know, 
emails and, and you name it. I get a whole bunch of junk mail, promote, promoting mail all the time. Like I literally just have it automatic, go spam. I don't even look at those unless you're a true connection, unless you're really interested in what I have to do, what I have to say, um, unless it's something, an opportunity that I can really sink my teeth into and that I really care about and that you know that I'm passionate about it, then I'm like, okay, I'm for it. Right. But I think everybody's like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you've heard of a wingman before. Well, I'm a wing woman, you That's know, right. in the business development, coaching and consulting, I've literally locked arms with attorneys because that's my thing. And I have gone with them to networking groups and actually led them by the hand to show them what they need to do. And like yourself with your podcast, you know, I do do uh, 30 minute educational programs with my attorneys and those attorneys that stuck with me during the pandemic, they grew their business 13 to 21 percent in 2020 and 2021. Hello. And it was just from networking on steroids in a new world, in a new way through Zoominars. And that's the name I gave it. And that's the name I'm sticking with. And it's really important not to disconnect. And to the business owners listening to this out there, I have so many tricks and tips. I can't even tell you how to network without even moving from your desk. And, you know, people are amazed that it can actually happen. Um, and I'm, I'm ready and willing to share it with anybody. And one of those things that I just want you to think about is think about, okay, don't you hate this when the, the cell phone people uh, offer to new customers the best deals and then you get like, hey, how about me? Okay, so don't forget about the clients you already have. You know, you should have three lists, prospective clients, people that you've met and acquaintances, and then your clients, whether they're your current or past clients, right? And then address them all kind of with the same information. So if you're giving a deal, you're giving a bargain, you're at least speaking them to all. And what I like to do is every two months, I send a how can I help email with one to three items on it that I think are you know, notable and relevant to the moment. And let me tell you, I get four or five new clients every two months, new from existing, new from maybe a proposal that went out that never got signed, new from the person I just met. I'm telling you it works. And if anybody ever wants to talk about that, you can tell them where to find me. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be on the description. It's going to be on both the description of the podcast and the YouTube. You can go straight to her website. You can go on LinkedIn, which she's most active on LinkedIn. Um, and you can just, she's just an all around good person. I, I mean, I can vouch for it because I know her personally as well. So um, thank you, Bianca. I appreciate all that you do, uh, especially for the legal industry. You know that they're dear to my heart and that's what we're here for. And I appreciate you always taking the time for me, especially because, you know, I love to pick your brain as well. I'm one of them. <laughs> and I'll see you next week. So I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. So keep networking, keep the funnel fill. And, you know, thank you for having me, Etta. You are a peach. <laughs> Thank you.